Welcome back to the Big Bad Beetle Bros. I'm Cam. I'm Nick. I'd like to say unwelcome back, but sure, pop off, Cam. I'm Ryan. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I welcome all of our, our beautiful beetle bitches. Ruin it for you. Beetle Bros yes. and Beetle Bitches far and wide, you're tuning in to the hot, slappiest podcast this side of the Missouri. A couple of announcements before we get the episode well, going. The uh, acrylic pins <laughs> have been up for uh, when, by the time this comes out, probably two weeks, and we've sold most of them. At the time, we have hey, come out seven remaining. Picks, you know? Is this what's left? So, <laughs> yeah, those are, well, and I've got one more set to pack tonight. I got another it's payment in. It's a full set of five for 30? A full set of five for 30, shipping including, like, if you're in Canada or Mexico, I don't charge any extra because it doesn't cost me that much extra. There's but, no customs. Right. If you're in the UK or the EU, Asia or Australia. Uh, the other thing that I need to is we have sticker sheets of the same designs from the pin set. So if you uh, didn't get the pin set in time or you didn't want to throw $30 at us because that's totally understandable. The sticker sheets, we haven't settled on a price yet. It's probably going to be uh, between $5 and $10 uh, shipped. I'd pay five bucks for these. Yeah. And it's a full set. It's, so it's the five monster designs we got done and our logo. They're all about like, I don't know, like an inch by inch and a half or something like that in size. They're all kind of their own size. Yeah, but we all know that Amped is limitless within our hearts. I was about yes. to say, as soon as I get home, Amped is going on my electric. Yes. Amped. It's going right next to the pickup. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's, uh, it's Amped, Cyber Serpent, Green Thanks, Cannon Jimmy. Machine, Photominator, Dice Head, and our logo. And it, yeah, it's like a it's like a four by six inch sheet fits in most envelopes and stuff like that. So <laughs> by the time this episode comes out, um, our review of the Beetleborgs Metallics versus Power Rangers Turbo comic will most likely be out. It'll at least have been live streamed. Uh, you should be able to go over to projectlouder.com slash bigbadbeetlebros. Projectlouder.net. And check out our scans of the Power Rangers Turbo versus Beetleborgs Metallics website. You don't want to miss uh, it, or folks. comic it on the website. Truly a unique visual and narrative experience. Yeah. It's not up yet when we're of recording, which but nobody it'll can be recover up when this from. Goes it, it is like Turbo wasn't a great Power Rangers season. Metallics is a, I think so far probably a better Beetleborgs season. All right, vomit in my mouth. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> but it's 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 more fondly remembered, I should say. Yes. And this comic is the worst of everything. Um, and, yeah. and like the worst of what can go into a comic with missing up, mixing up powers and, mm -hmm. and ranger colors. Oh, and yeah, just not knowing the source material. Yeah. <laughs> but it, we'll delve more into that. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get into that on a separate account. Because we need to save every second we can. It's not going to be a long one. We're going to no, tear into no. it. <laughs> yeah. Isn't it projectletter.net? Dot net. Sorry, oh, I always do that. <laughs> Uh, I'm sure it would show up if you typed in .com, but yeah. With that, let's get to the episode. Three typical average kids love to read their comic strip. Yeah, wishing what they they could be big bad beetleborgs. On a dare, they went inside a haunted spooky mansion. This is a, I think this is the first one of the episodes in season two 
that has the problem we constantly saw in season one of the two plots don't make sense together. Yes. Uh -huh. Yeah, because <laughs> they, they were mostly oh, continuations really of the whole Metallics plot. Mm -hmm. What last episode wasn't, was it? I think last episode was the... Last? last one that was a multiplayer. Right. We didn't we didn't record last week, so I'm a little thrown off. Yeah, we had a slight. Yeah, that was that was me. It was a bad. It was day. all of us. It was a really. really it was almost bad me this day. week because I got my COVID <laughs> shot and I felt like shit for two days. But oh, you yeah, I didn't feel as <laughs> shitty. Um, as, as wow, should have gotten the Johnson I... and Johnson the few little risks of blood clot. <laughs> yeah, about to say only if you're on certain birth controls. <laughs> Who's saying I'm not? We felt like I dog shit. He's dead. Candy. You're gonna check his. You're gonna check your UDI. Um, uh, I felt like shit. I now have day. ovaries. <laughs> Ryan's got three days to live. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this episode's called Ghoul Trouble for what will become obvious reasons, but for the longest goddamn time in the episode, did not become apparent. Yeah, um, this is ghouls, man. It's just not I mean, the living dead. Yeah. They just eat each other. They're coming for you, Borgara. <laughs> <laughs> we open on the, uh, I keep wanting to say the new catacombs. It's not the new catacombs. It's the refurbished catacombs. The queer-eyed catacombs. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, we open in the new catacombs with Nucus and Vylor and Les and then, um, fuck, what's her name? Um, Rita Repulsa? Not the one. <laughs> With the pincers. With the pincers. Daniel Radcliffe circa... Uh, uh, Horabelle. Horabelle. Right. I knew it well, was I'm a shitty pun. Well, too. all oh. I can think of is Evelyn. Yes. Yeah. It's From very uh, similar. Yeah. So yeah. they're all hanging out, and Nukas is like, find their weak spot. Find their their, their point of weakness, and oh, we'll win. And Vylor's like, oh, of course, boss. Classic video game loading scream hot tip. I was just thinking <laughs> of that, that 2006, the E3 for the if PS3. You HP, you'll attack die. its weak point for massive damage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Don't you all have beetle bonders? Vylor oh teleports away in like a uh, Vylor. He's got like I, I don't know if I've noticed it in previous episodes, but he has like a, a really bad like attitude. A, yeah, that too. But a real bubbly voice, like literally, like it's gurgly. Yeah, it sounds like he's gurgling water the whole time. It's Luan is using him as a uh, puppet pal, or no, that's not what they called him. A, a, fr a friend, the uh, manger babies. Manger babies. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, fuck. What was it? There, there, so there was a voice actor. Back in like the eighties, who did uh, he voiced um, Sea Spray on Transformers, the original G one, and he voiced Merman or something on um, SpongeBob, and he died. Uh, no, I don't. Well, maybe it was SpongeBob, but it was the mermaid fish thing in uh, Masters of the Universe. He Man in the Masters of the Universe. There was like oh. a fish oh. character, oh. and he did that bubbly voice, and he mastered it so much that any time a show in like the eighties to early nineties needed a bubbly voice. He was the guy. And I don't know who voices Vylor, but I'm... Who is the Transformer? Uh, sea Spray? Oh, like, I did Bubble Spray. Oh. No, 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 yeah. The -E Masters of the spray. Universe guy was Merman as well. There was yeah, a yeah, the weird, weird green yeah. fish thing. Oh, yeah. And what I can't the remember the, the voice actor's name, but he, he, like, was known for doing Alan... Oh, Oppenheimer. Fucking, of course. God damn it. Are Al you certain yeah. about that principle? <laughs> Alan Lewis Oppenheimer. And he got famous Sorry, for doing weird fish <laughs> voices. And that's all I can hear when I hear Vylor talk now. Is I hear, yeah. I hear He-Man, Merman, and uh, Sea Spray from Transformers. Because <laughs> um, it just it's, it sounds like somebody's gargling water the whole time they're, tar they're talking. <laughs> oh. 
<laughs> yeah, no, I was a little over full. Uh, yeah, so Vylor kind of fucks off, and he has, like, a watery, bubbly transportation. Because we've seen, like, the Magnivores had that kind of fiery thing. We, we've had mm -hmm. fire, more fire-based creatures have, like, an actual, like, flame as their thing. Yeah. Uh, and this, oh, and I think we've had sparks, too, like, more sparky stuff. Yeah, the stuff. starfish guy had a, tele, had a spark <clears throat> teleportation when he wasn't a pile of shit. Yeah. Literally. Uh, yeah, no, we'll get to that. <laughs> Trust us. Um... The the bubble transformation, it literally is. It's just like it, it goes into like a spew of bubbles and they slip off into the slipstream. Yeah. So Nukas tells Vylor, go find their weak point. Vylor fucks off and then we cut to mm, Hillhurst right. and the monsters are all telling the, the kids roll up. They still have their their uh, blue, red, blue, green. Yeah, red, blue, green. RBG. Yeah. Uh, we were joking about how like. They're not going to go home and spray paint their bikes chrome yeah, just because they, they got new they have to, suits. All of them have to ask their parents, yeah, can I get, like, a pink chrome bike? It's like the uh, Power Rangers always no. wardrobes when they get a new color. Like, Tommy's got, like, 13 colors in his yeah. closet. Like, every year he's like, fuck, Which, I got to... He bleaches all his green clothes least, white. Well, you can go to a thrift store and come out like a bandit if you're just going in for, like, color. Yeah, you're just, and just that looking that for has, green shirts. Yeah, yeah. Uh, in the 90s. Yeah. Especially in the fucking 90s. Yeah. Mm. So the, the kids haven't really changed their wardrobe or anything with the new colors, which I actually like. I That's a, like a, I don't know, a weird thing of consistency. Well, and also I just prefer the old ways. Call me old-fashioned, yeah. but I, 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 old fashioned. I don't let's, think let's that marriage conserve. should be between a beetle and a borg. <laughs> <laughs> it's too much. It's making a bug out. <laughs> Damn. Fuck you. I know. The monsters are telling the kids that they think Hillhurst is haunted because all these things are happening. A mums was doing a stretch on the floor. And it was tied up like a pretzel. Like, like not even like a sexy yoga pose like you'd think. It, yeah, hogtied. That was more accurate. Yeah. But his uh, yeah. limbs were like intertwined. And he's like, and somebody stepped on my face. I hate it when they do that. And like they show his face getting stepped on and his eyeball flying out. And I just got to wonder, okay, bud, if it's such a problem that like, you know, you hate it when that specific situation happens, maybe don't do it on the floor of the living room where yeah. anyone can step on you like a bunch of monsters it, that don't actually he, care about yeah, he, you. He wasn't even in his what room. What is life he was worth if you're not room. safe to do fucking hogtie yoga in your own <laughs> home? <laughs> and Flabber had an instance where he was uh, turning off the lights in the study and kept hearing giggling and turned back on and couldn't see anybody and left. Same. And then Fangula went in to open his coffin. Somebody was in it and like fucking rocked she, his so shit. So if you're caught up on Falcon and the Winter Soldier, <laughs> whenever that one or whenever Carly, the main one, punches Battlestar, it was like that, but without the... <laughs> The monsters are all describing all these supposed hauntings, and so the kids decide that they're going to go through the house and try to find stuff. So they go through, and they're looking around, and they see Flabber had his Book of Phasm spells on the table behind them, and they turn around, and it's fucking gone. And Flabber's like, I'm powerless without my spell book. Oh, news to literally anybody in the universe, because that's never been the case. Yeah, we have once. Like, we've seen the book. Wolfgang and a couple other people have used spells out of the book. In the past about 20 episodes, it's become a central point of some of these episodes. Like, it's a plot point we that people the, take yeah, the book and fuck with it. We know about the book. We yeah. have seen him use magic it's a without the book. It is a MacGuffin, and it makes absolutely no sense. Although, to be fair, okay, headcanon this, because remember, 
Remember what we started off with. We gotta make it make sense. We got to make it make sense. And in doing so, we gotta create some tasty ass head cannons. So I think he's a liar. Oh, I think he's I think he's just having fun. I think he's lazy. Yeah, yeah, no, I, for sure. Yeah. As we've seen before, there are plenty of opportunities where it's like it's chaotic neutral. I'm just glad that wasn't on this end because this is no, the table just, holding up my important it's my, possessions. It's my chair. My booze, my vape, and my phone. The Holy Trinity. (laughs) (laughs) No, yeah, I think he is 100% (laughs) lying to either get out of doing work or to see what the fuck happens. It's probably to get out of doing work with a secondary for gits and shiggles. Oh, no, it's it's to get them to go and find the nuisance. It's manipulating them that. Because remember, they search everywhere. What if Flabber put it in the basement knowing that that's where the thing was? Yeah. Because he is basically omniscient. That's Um, true. So I think he staged it to make them go take care of the threat. Because he's like, oh, we searched everywhere except for the buh, buh, buh. And all the monsters are like, no, not there. Don't even say it. My ship's down there. Oh, man. Because apparently it's the most dramatic place on Earth. It's not. Yeah. If you've seen, uh, uh, not Home Improvement, uh, Married with Children, it's almost the exact same basement. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a very, <laughs> like, room, though, normal a basement. Really low-class house. They got a huge basement. It, yeah. Well, like, right at the same time this is all happening, we see mm-hmm. Les and the crustaceans Space hanging out. And they're, like, hanging out in the catacombs, and Nucus is pushing Les, calling him Come on, cartoonist! Can't you make a new monster for us to get out of the get the Beetleborgs? And, and to that he says, <laughs> "I'm an artist." So I took that personally. Yeah, yeah. Lord, and, I would be a lot more comfortable being called a cartooner than I would an, an artist. Cartooner. Yeah. Cartoonist. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so he he draws, and it took us probably three times to get this name. Aqualung. We had to look it up to make sure we had it right because aqua lungs. Yeah, I call bullshit. Uh, yeah, no. No, no, no. He says, Les says aqua lungs, and then Nukas just calls him aqua lung because okay. he's a Jethro he Tull fan. The, yeah, <laughs> it'll bug you? the shit out of me forever that Les's drawings are not just the mm-hmm. Japanese concept art. I'm sure they just didn't have access to it, um, but it'll always bug me that that's not what they <laughs> are because they're so much cooler <laughs> than fucking dumb. bug ya. <laughs> He is a Junji Ito amalgamation of... I had to start with it. He fucking looks like... I really wish you would have just started describing Jethro Tull. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck. Um, He is eldritch Junji Ito-esque horror of just multiple starfish with like... Are those eyes? They look like chitinous exoskeleton like crab just arms on the up like on the upper side of his arm with just like the like starfish feet kind of muscles alongside the bottom with what does appear to be a lot of eyes just running down i mean yeah i think they actually are supposed to be because i'm pretty sure on starfish the the eyes are the little dots that run down their arms oh that's terrifying yeah you know they can't be more than like low grade photoreceptors that pick up on like shadow and shit that's, that's about all they can do but yeah, but like no, that's still terrifying. Oh yeah, no, I didn't fun. realize that they had multiple Spooky. eyes too. And then yeah. he's got like little flagella at the end of of some of his arms. The claws. The, um, they're they're cl- so they're so he can pick up the love. Oh, you give him a little thing of love, and he picks they, it up. Are they opposable? He's a friend. If they actually <laughs> they do. If you go back to the concept art, uh, it, it looks like they have thumbs. Yeah. So if they're oh not opposable, they're at least like raccoon. He can, can open doors. <laughs> He's got dick fingers. <laughs> and then he has a straight up graboid mouth. Yeah. 
Which is, ac- I mean, at that's somewhat accurate to a starfish, yeah, no, right? Like starfish yeah. is weird. Yeah, no, I was yeah. going to say that's actually more accurate to a starfish. Although, do top- starfish have, because snails have like the cal- calcidified plate that they scrape with. And they, yeah, they go like. Do they, because that's kind of like an octopus, but without the beak. If, if, it, kind if of. It, the beak it's is like split, a cross like between yeah. a starfish mouth and an octopus beak. And an anus. And an yes. asshole. It's a sphincter. And a graboid mouth. So if you guys have seen the episode of South Park. <laughs> it is Dune. Yeah. <laughs> Which we will if, come back to later for a different reason. Yes. I think Horabel makes a comment about we need someone who can sneak in through the sewers. They summon <laughs> Aqualungs and send him off to go do his stuff. Meanwhile, the kids wander into the basement. And they're going. I wouldn't to call it wandering. They okay. pretty purposefully they march down there the to eliminate a life form. Yeah, <laughs> they adventure into the basement. They don't transform. They don't bug out. Oh yeah, beforehand, Roland, right? There's a very important yeah. thing we forgot right, to mention. Right uh-huh. before this, <laughs> Roland um, bugs out to go between the walls to try like to a see little if mouse anything. hole. Yeah, he bugs out, and it's a different bug out transformation. It's. A little more gross. I don't know. It's it's hard to quantify the two of them because in this one, his his uh, extra legs immediately spurt out from his human body, and then his body shrinks down and then transforms. I'm gonna condense that. It is gross. (laughs) Yeah, it's uh, like compared to the kind of melty transitions we've had before. I I just can't tell which one's worse. It's somehow it's worse to me that he has the legs come out. Before the melt. yeah, so he's like yeah, he, he's an eight-legged animal for a, pe- a brief period of time. He he's an arachnid. Just, he is a that boy. Spider-Man's a menace. <laughs> he is a boy, and then he is a beetle boy, and then he is a beetle animal fucky thing, and then he is a beetle, and then he goes. Oops. He crawls through the, it's a weird through the walls, form. I like and it. there's like a weird little moment where he like it's your true art. I think he kicks. Him. He kicks like the like the bug. Okay, I don't care what you're saying. He full-on dukes. It looks like a turd came out of this beetle as he's crawling along. Oops! Like, it all fits. He's like a dung beetle. He... Poops out a dung ball. But it's, it's the size it's a, of a quarter. An, so yeah. it's really it's heavy. diameter fucking It's really ball. heavy like nibblers. Yes, exactly. It's dark it's matter. It's the dark planet matter, yes. express. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like those, what's that metal that you can get the little cube of that's like the densest metal in the world and it's like an inch by inch by inch oh, cube. Oh, fuck. But it's and like, you can like drop it in like gallium and mercury and it just boops to the yeah, bottom. Yeah, but it's fuck. like fucking uh, heavy. You can do that with a lot with gallium. Hell. Um, gallium is so much fun. It's really fun whenever you put gallium on the out... I think it is gallium. When you put it on the outside of aluminum and you rub it in and it just yeah. turns to dust. Oh, it's so sick. Tungsten? Yeah, tungsten. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Tungsten cube. Um, like the world's that's heaviest prog rock band. <laughs> tungsten cube. Mm-hmm. Bad. Uh, so <laughs> while they're going into the basement, we see the pipes distorting going to what I think is supposed to be a boiler. Well, And we saw Little Ghoul. You know, we already know that this is Little Ghoul. She says her name. She explicitly enunciates the T's. Little Little ghoul. Yeah. She's not Lil. She's not a fucking rapper. We were lied to. And it's little ghoul. So, yeah, we do see little ghoul is actually down there. You haven't been on little ghoul SoundCloud, bro? (laughs) No, I wasn't. So I was confused because little ghoul is an actual bopper of an artist. (laughs) Banger after banger after banger. But I know for a fact, little ghoul identifies as Zay Zim. Not she, like little ghoul. Damn. Uh, 
the pipes are like distorting, like <laughs> they're bulging, effect. overflowing. And then a different bookshelf on the wall pops out, and little ghoul kind of like leans out, yeah, and just walks in. Aha! Uh-huh, guess you found me. Yeah, and I think Drew says like, "Well, she's uh, laughing." Yeah, too. she's doing that mm-hmm. iconic. Yeah, and I think Drew and Roland are like, you're kind of short for one of the Nucus's monsters. Yeah, they're on edge. They're about to pop a cap in this little bitch. Yeah, they're about to transform. Little Ghoul's like, uh, Nucus, never heard of him. No, she says mucus. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought that was hilarious. She does literally call him mucus. Mucus? Never heard of him. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, she's got a little bit of, like, a Harley Quinn, like, uh... (laughs) Mr. J? Yeah, just ever so slightly. No! You know, uh, I used to find that hot, and then it became a drenched market. Yep, it happens. Because it's only one, just one little degree off of Mr. Sheffield. <laughs> hey, Lois. Oh, Mr. <laughs> hey, Lois. Diarrhea. <laughs> oh, Pete, I'm holding iced tea. <laughs> I swear to God, dude, my sister called. I called my sister for her birthday before, like the day yeah. of. And she, I was like, "What I are you doing?" Certain what day it was, so I'm like, "I'll just wait for the party." <laughs> I, was, I was like, "What is it? What are you doing for your birthday?" And she goes, "Oh, I'm laying in bed watching the nanny with uh, Jeremy because I am 80 years old." <laughs> <laughs> and I just heard the background as soon as she said it. <laughs> ah, ah, God. Yeah, the whole time that little ghoul's like Nucus, like I don't know what that is. But if you're looking for a monster, turn around. And this fucking starfish motherfucker goos out of a spigot. And like, it just, it looks like shit. Like literally aqua lungs, like liquid state is feces. It's fecal matter. I walked into feces. It's fecal matter. Well, you watched the episode. You knew it was coming. I knew exactly what you were talking about. Don't get me wrong. (laughs) Yeah, it's this. So this is a purely American idea in in <laughs> the shit. in the concept. Oh, look what you did! Oh no! In Japan, in B Fighter Kabuto, a yeah. covering star beast um, actually uses like little starfishes from its body to uh, the parasitic people. starfish, dude. Yeah, like that's actually pretty metal. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a lot more and, metal than the sh- literal shit we got. Yeah, uh-huh. but so all of the uh, him turning into a liquid. Slash viscous feces, hundred percent American. Yeah, that's a Beetleborg's creation. It yeah. So I don't know if we get any Japanese footage of uh, Aqualungs in this episode because it's all Hillhurst footage, and this is our first monster of the week. The only Japanese footage I remember is with the worm tanks. Yeah, which is good because that's their best footage. Right, their CGI versions of shit. No offense. That's about this. You know what the CGI reminds me of? I don't know if either of you guys played this, but it's a point-and-click adventure game from the nineties. Oh, Sanit- I might have. Sanitarium, or sanatorium. Oh, that sounds familiar. Um, um, no, hell. I don't think so. It's not it's, ringing the bell. It's, it's the one where you wake up at like the bottom of this sanitarium, with, like a bunch of bandages wrapped around your character's head, and you have amnesia, and you're walking around. And there's all these like, yeah, yeah, mutated sanitarium. kids and stuff. Sanitarium, and you're talking to. Them, where are all your parents? And they're just, ah! 
<laughs> Sanitarium like a- is a psychological horror point-and-click adventure yeah. video game that was originally re- released for Microsoft Windows. It was developed by Dreamforge Entertainment and published by SC Games in 1998. It was a commercial success with sales around 300,000 units. In 2015, it was ported to iOS and Android devices. So it was about the same time as this was coming out. Okay, yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. I had Heads that. Sorry, Gary. I had that downloaded to my computer I was gonna say, at the old yeah. office. I'm pretty sure the only reason I know that game is I because played you played it at the I office. Played it at the office. And it looks super interesting because of how fucked up it started. It was out. so yeah. weird and creepy, and I just I loved it. I can't remember. I think I just heard of it, and someone was like, "This is a really good point and click adventure game." And I looked it up and was yeah, like, "That looks cool." And then I downloaded it. And- Played it at you the know, office on my lunch it's break. It's a point and click, but <laughs> from what I remember, it feels more like one of those isometric top downs, like uh, d- uh, d- uh, oh, Fallout, like the old Fallout's or something. Yeah, like the it, first Fallout's. It and, was um, a uh, sort of mixture between the two. Like you walked around by clicking, but it was a point and click adventure puzzle game. So this is like a really bad CG. So he like teleports to the other side of the room and it just looks like a turd flying on the other side. Yeah, I'd say it's not so much teleporting as it is just inconveniently putting your body through states of matter just to reach a point. (laughs) Yeah, so they data bond and our our song (laughs) counter goes up to 66. Woo! We're three off from perfection. You know, I'm sorry, (laughs) but it's harder for me to get excited about the song counter whenever we're experiencing Faux Joe's Bizarre Adventure over here. It is. It's With still hard to get used opening to. Song. I can Although hear now it's the funny. A X O X. I think it's funny because I came up with that joke this episode for the first time. Considering that the main monster is Aqualung, and the the author of JoJo, he like almost exclusively used. Started off with classic rock, but um. Mm-hmm you know, band and song titles for his, and I'm pretty sure there is a stand called Aqualung. Yeah, probably. Uh, That's him. (laughs) He's here. (laughs) Song camera goes up to 66, and they take the fight outside. It's a slightly different transformation sequence, or maybe it's just because we're still getting used to the new transformation with the new powers, but they pop up outside, and pretty quickly, they call... They call the new battle base, the new control center thing, and it pops up, and there's like a <laughs> lightning strike into the ground that summons it. It's Borad. The Beetleborgs. Fucking <laughs> <OC>. <laughs> <laughs> they got the mountain fucking bunker. We transition into the Japanese footage of the Beef Hatter Kabuto episode with, I don't know what, the worm tank, the crustacean jet fighters, the, the flying grubs. It. Yeah, so we get some slightly cooler worm tank battle footage. The the flying stuff all looks kind of dog shit because I just really, compared to the Magnivore jet fighters, I really hate the aerial versions of these They're things. They're so fat. They just even, like, not They're even just the CG versions. The, the, yeah. The, the actual, like, prop versions of these, the live action, they, they, they all look garbage. Like, oh, yeah. I don't like them. They're, I know they're supposed to be the worm tanks folded up, but I think they look bad and they look stupid. Uh, but the worm tanks come out and they look kind of cool as shit still. Yeah. In the Japanese footage, and we see Drew's cool, gold they AV like dig into the ground and grab it and lift it up. Drew and Joe are the ones fighting crustacean jet fighters and worm tanks, but Roland stays on the ground in the. Uh, I know. I do too. And he's fighting Aqualungs. It's not the best fight choreography we've ever seen, but he does pull out the uh, Metallic Grappler 
all their weapons are pole arms this season. Like all their all their super weapons, are halberds and yeah, like and a... his so his thing is like a like a, a spear with a with a grabber on the on the end. But no, he you, just I have a thing. You, oh, okay. you go on. Don't, don't stop yeah. your thing. For, he just electrocutes it's your grandmother's grabby hand thing. It's a grabby <laughs> hand thing. Yeah, but he a, just electrocutes. Yeah, uh, but yeah. He, he pulls a Palpatine. Yeah, he doesn't actually like grab aqualungs or anything or hit him or anything he just we yeah. don't even get to see like aqualungs like teleports Man, like floats away right yeah but he doesn't even go back we don't see him go back into the page at the catacombs is kevlar conductive i would carbon fiber no, should be shouldn't it i would assume it's not because no it's gonna be layered in like with like nylon and stuff it would probably like melt but it's probably not super conductive. Yeah, it would only melt from the arcing of the two things going over the surface. It wouldn't even get deep I, I if it so. wasn't conductive. I don't know. I, doubt it. I don't know. Well, because, you know, there's like a difference between pierce proof and slice proof. Like, yeah. Right. So conductivity, I don't know if it's anything because you don't deal with that. You don't have like, oh, yeah, the enemy is going to be shooting a taser from you from a thousand yards. <laughs> <laughs> not even a taser, just lightning bolts, just fucking Tesla coil at you. What are we fighting? Goddamn Thor? <laughs> What was your... God of Hammers? Oh, Kevlar doesn't. Cool. Carbon fiber itself, yes, is extremely conductive. I knew it! I knew it! Sense. Because but graphite's conductive. Carbon itself is usually pretty conductive. I just, I don't know. It could have been... Kevlar and glass. Why does it say glass? <laughs> Kevlar and glass do not conduct electricity. Yeah, I wouldn't expect glass to I don't know why it's, it's glass. It's made and... from electricity and heat. <laughs> yeah. It can be made. Even more dumbassery about aqua lungs over here. They don't even fucking starfish don't have gills or lungs at all. They rely on diffusion across surfaces in their body. For example, most oxygen is taken up from water that passes over their tube feet and papillae or skin gills. So like, oh, so they breathe through their skin like frogs. Yes. Oh. So. So, creators of Beetleborgs, you tell me. <laughs> Aqualungs, uh, in, in closing, my closing arguments to the jury, bad name. Nonsensical name. Makes no sense. Not even a little bit. Um, Roland defeats Aqualungs, uh, Vylor fucks off in his bubbly teleportation, and then we go it's back into the transition. Yeah, yeah. Shit. Meanwhile, in Bikini Bottom. We go back to Hillhurst, and they're having a, like, tribunal for... It is, it's a straight-up war little ghoul. We, we definitely brought this scene up without knowing it was this scene before, because we have a loyal fan that is active on social media, a certain Tay-Tay. A true homie. Yes, mm -hmm. a true homie. A, a beetle bromie, if you will. Mm. Um... Well, that's a good name for our fans. Beetle Bromies. Yeah, I mean, not great, but good. <laughs> Satisfactory, at least. Um, we uh, yeah, she, she told us, we had a request to put it, like, a year ago, at least. We were yeah, like, hey, what memes? Ago. It was about the time I first started making Beetleborgs memes. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, any suggestions? She's like, oh, that one. And it's like, all right, cool. But it was really hard to find that specific scene without, like, pressing further and you can't go in the wikis yeah no there. no <laughs> um and luckily we did get uh i think she posted somebody on maybe it was maybe it was a uh, 75 vibe uh 
Oh, oh Frank Adili. Frank, Frank Adili, yeah. yeah. Might have been I, th- Frank. I think it was Frank posted a screenshot of the scene that yeah. she had talked about. And then this is the episode where they're all lined up on one long Last Supper table, all on the same side, because that makes sense. Yeah, they're, they're sitting, and all the monsters are kind of asking her questions, like, why you should, why should you stay in Hillhurst? Well, Flabber is taking on the persona of a kind Southern lawyer... And he has his glasses down on the bridge of his all nose. nose. Yeah, yeah they're, they're asking all these questions, and uh, she's playing along. Well, and and they're questions like, because she wants to move into Hillhurst. She's yeah, yeah, not yeah. like on a criminal jury. They're they're doing a housing yeah. application. It's I I had always assumed just from vague right. like reading the wiki and talking to listeners and, and other fans, I had always thought that Little Ghoul had been in the basement the whole time, and that they like. She's just just found, down yeah. Well, there I, for I assumed years. that it had been like she had been living underneath Hillhurst for this whole time, and just they just now found her or something. But when no, did it's you like get she here? Just got there. Eighty three. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why, but I'm picturing Aku from Samurai Jack. You know, he does. Yeah, the, he does the opening of the show <sighs> many eons ago. Yep. Yeah, Little Ghoul has, like, some really good, like, sassback lines in this whole exchange. Uh, She uh, keeps calling Fangula young man. Uh, She does it once. She does it one time. I thought she did it a couple times. No, she literally goes, come here, young young man. man. We just rewound it a couple times. That's what it was. And and Uh, she whispered in his ear, and he went, oh, my God, how did you know about my porn? And Which she's, oh, we didn't see. even talk about the porn! No, we forgot When about. they were searching through the mansion, the mansion, the manor, um, they lifted yeah. up the coffin, Joe lifted it up, because apparently a pine wood box is too heavy for two typical average kids. It took one not-so-typical <laughs> one. And she lifted up, and Drew pulls out a Fangboy magazine. With, like, uh... A Fangboy magazine. That's a play on Playboy magazine. Uh, yeah, they're kind of going through this, and uh, Little Ghoul does make a comment to Fangula about, like, she says something like, if I had a face like yours, I wouldn't go in the daylight either. Yeah, just uh, rips him. He's, yeah. like, curious, like, oh, yeah, what do you want? Yeah, and uh, Mums says, you need to take your hood off. Frankenbeans says, yeah. we insist. And she goes, wow, a big word for such a lame brain like you. Yeah. Then she goes, okay. I guess. And <laughs> if you guys want to go back, to therapy, <laughs> pulls the hood back and we get a view from behind her yes. facing the monsters. It's uh it's like claymation puppeteer work. Hundred percent claymation. It's yeah. it's a lot like the dragon we saw, but the yes. dragon was a little bit more this feels like very solid. Rick. Yes. Chick. Yeah. Almost designed to traumatize. A little you. bit um what was the the live action uh the re quote unquote reboot Twilight Zone movie that had the like four episodes redone in it and it had the one where the kid has like godlike powers and Yeah. He, uh, Which is a great classic episode that they should have never yeah. touched. And he summons the like Jack in the Box, but it's a weird rat bunny monster. Yeah. And it looks like it's like that. That's what it yeah. reminded me of. I mean, yeah, there was, because, so, starting right to left, from our view, on the right, you had this weird, like, demonic thing. Like, if you played Binding of Isaac, Pink it reminds me thing. of, like, the Fallen, but a little more fangy. Like, it's, oh, it's it's like an underworld vampire. Yes. That's exactly what it looks like. A claymation version of an underworld vampire. Underworld being the movie series. Um, and then you have 
an eye stalk. Both the eyes are up in the air off of big old stalks, but they're green for some reason. They're yeah. not red. They turn back to red when they pop back in later, but yeah, green, bright green eyes flopping it's around. Like the color correction got In the up. middle, weird. you have like a weird rat dog thing that is having an absolute seizure. It is just flopping around. We couldn't get a good view of it. it we no. we played it back in like half speed and it was impossible. Impossible. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it, it was like it, it was it was like somebody on Adderall. It was insane. But uh right next to that is a similar demon to the one in the end but more like red and round and soft and not as like bitey. Uh, but still a disgruntled demon. And then, of course, the last eye stalk. <laughs> yeah. It's it's a whole jumble of disturbing claymation. Yeah, and then, it like, is... Flabbers, like, spits out water and then takes another drink and spits more water yeah, out. Yeah, they cut to him, immediately so does a spit funny. take, and then almost drowns himself <laughs> trying to get more water into his mouth. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't even know if they actually say you can stay. I think that's pretty much the end of the episode is... yeah. Them. I don't remember. I was she so goes cut back up on breaks them out. I and she to go goes, back and rewatch. Yeah, that. she goes back to normal and says something like, "So I can stay." And they're like, "Oh!" And, and then it ends. cuts to the end credits. Is a weird one this time yeah. because it's Flabber in his sheriff uniform on a unicycle going around the atrium of the front room. Which now, I, Cameron, you pointed out that it was weird because we didn't see Cop Flabber this episode, but yeah. I disagree we already saw racist flabber being a southern judge on the panel that's true it was, he was just out of mock- uniform it, were they making to kill a mockingbird <laughs> so yeah that's the end of the episode we actually have a monster to put on um, the new ah! Monster Menagerie. We truly ah! are Lady Gaga with the, all our little monsters. Yes, the metallic Monster Menagerie. It's my Monstars. I mean, it's just all the, the bad team <laughs> from Space Jam. Uh, I don't know anything about baseball. Or baseball. Damn it, I'm <laughs> So yeah, I guess we don't really need to rank Aqualungs until presumably next week when we get a different monster that we can put one on top of the other. Why would we not rank him? Our okay. ranking well, isn't dependent on other one. people. Our monsters one is. Yeah, it is. Oh, right. I think this is a solid silver. I think this is a dead middle. We yes. got uh, the lore we got was kind of dog shit. The monster was literally hey, shit. No, but we, we got, got a monster. We got that uh Flabber was bullshitting. He was yeah. lying. He's a manipulating cunt. Sorry. He's a manipulative cunt. There you go. Um, now it's not offensive. Yeah, it, with it being a monster episode where we're getting a new resident. First the, monster the new, episode. And the, a Hillhurst episode. Yeah, like the Hillhurst wise. The new resident monsters, we haven't really had too many. Wolfie really was the only permanent so one, resident. We had a Ghoulam focus episode. Yeah. We get some like. So like. Yeah, that's yeah, it. I'm comfortable with the exposition. I can grant those episodes a little bit more leeway. I can grant those parts of the episodes yeah. a little bit more leeway. <laughs> yeah, I think this is a solid silver because I think it's a good Hillhurst episode. It's an okay Monster of the Week episode because it's a Monster of the Week episode. We're finally back into kind of the flow of things. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, the monster design was pretty cool. The monster's utilization was kind of garbage. Uh, little Ghoul's great. I fucking love Little Ghoul. Yeah, and, you know, 
Something I really appreciate is the voice. Yes. The high-pitched female voice. We didn't even get her origin. I was expecting this to be her yeah, origin. No. We know her origin. She's she's a Grim Reaper in training. Yeah, she's the niece of the Grim Reaper. That, that's been the knowledge I've had because there's not any knowledge of her besides that. There has to be, like, only one other episode that has a little ghoul-centric plotline that, that reveals yeah, to surely. us that. Because we didn't get any of that this episode. And they had a whole opportunity. I thought it was going to come out whenever they were grilling her. Yeah. So what do you do? I I collect the souls of the damned. Oh, please leave. See, think silver. Yeah, I agree. Silver. Nick? Yeah. No. Yeah. 100% silver. Solid silver. It's it's straight down the middle. It, it yeah. is exactly that one. Uh, oh, I forget what sport it was in. I, I think it was a dash. Um, one of those meters. Um, uh, we are the silver medalists in the 1988 Olympics that they, uh, you know, you're not supposed to have politics at the Olympics. Oh, the two guys that got yeah, first yeah. place or whatever. There was, it was two USA dudes that got first in bronze. In between them was some other guy that he got was a silver. Australian guy. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah. And he was wearing a human rights pin yeah. and he had the Damn, support. And I he, was reading about that like a couple yeah. weeks ago, actually. <laughs> That's funny. I just read it on Reddit today. Oh, really? Yeah. No, I, uh, God, I can't remember what his name I mean, was. I know but he I've was, heard it before. He was an Australian yeah. dude, and he he did, he like, ostracized. His whole career got ended when he returned yeah. home. Yep. Just because, because he believed in human rights being, you know, I don't know, a little thing that's important. Because uh, Australia used to be just as fucking racist as us. Yeah. Are you telling You're me in the same country that says, well, since the aboriginals were nomadic, they don't have any land, and they gave up their rights because... We we didn't explain it to him at all what they were giving up, so you know. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, that's the one. Fuck natives. Fuck natives. Trail of Tears was a good thing. That actually I felt Can my indigestion. A little bit? Yeah, no, I, I got some acid reflux saying it it's actually. The ancestors. <laughs> yeah, no. No, like, shut up. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I think this is a solid, this is a good silver episode. Yeah. This is a good start into, like, the actual season. Right. And getting into that flow of regular episodes for Metallics. God, I'd love to hear um, <laughs> Just a touch line that I want. <laughs> Wait, From what? Progressive. Um, oh. <laughs> oh. You're right. Oh, no. She's my babe. It happens. Um, yeah, I don't so have anything else. <laughs> I don't have anything else on this. Oh episode. my god! <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I already had a crush on her too, so it doesn't have me consolidating any problems. It's just really sexy theater going on up here. And with that, I've been Cam. I'm uncomfortable. And I've been crossing our friendship barriers. <laughs> and we're the big bad Bill Bros. Hey, HR. Yeah, it happened again. Brought to you by Project Louder.